0: Hey everyone, it's Bree, Feel free to email me any comments, concerns, or if you just want to say hi at ask One Two Three. That's A S K B R I E one Two Three at Gmail.com. I hope everybody's having a great day. I'm in bed. <laughs> I have been um, running around so much. Um, you know, obviously building this practice, going to meetups, which has been really fun. Um, after this podcast, I'll be doing another one talking about the meetup that I went to the other day, which was like um, totally unexpected. She went, I think, to the wrong one or misunderstood the name, but I had a blast and made some really great friends. So I'll be talking about that in the next podcast. But, um, you know, my heart has been a little bit burdened um, and I wanted to talk to everyone about oneness, right? That's a word that has been thrown around. Uh, especially with the group that I have been um, going to a Bible study with here and there or so. Um, and yeah, um, a little anxiety um, when it comes to this group sometimes. Um, i not even sure they know, so I need to talk to them about that, right? Keep it funky. Um, let your feelings be known. Um, but anyway, so I went to Portland State before I ended up going to Nyack College. And college was a whole other thing for me, and that's for another podcast right I didn't had a really hard time um in college um when it comes to um what I thought I was supposed to be doing, pleasing others, obviously it being mad, expensive, and me just having you know a hard time conforming right like Having classes a certain time and then having to rush to the cafeteria, you know, I've always been a free person. Like I rocked it in high school. I ended up graduating with a four two, right? <laughs> when four point is the highest, and I was on student body pres. I was student. I was on the student council and worked with the student body president really closely and with the principal. And had a car and was just zipping around Portland and and volunteering and involved in my church. So I have never really been one that does well with strict. Rules and then when people telling me, like, I have to do this a certain way to for it to get done. I mean, for one, I live in Portland, hashtag keep it weird, right? Like, there's a lot of entrepreneurs here, there's a lot of free thinkers here. So, I know from personal experiences that not everything has to be done a certain way for it to be done correctly, right? There's different ways to express yourself, there's different ways to go about this life and and get tasks done. But anyway, so when I went to Poland State, it wasn't the happiest time for me. Um, Living in a dorm, had uh, a crazy experience with my um, roommate. Um, And to dive into that a little bit, um, you know, when you're in college, right, you fill out a list of things that you can kind of live with and things that you can't live without. I'll rephrase that. You fill out a form and it talks about things that you ha- you really want to live with and things that you cannot live without, right? So they can match you with a proper um, roommate. So I did that form, right? Like they can really <laughs> evaluate who I am in a one sheet. But I think they did the best they can. Anyway, my um, roommate turned up pregnant our second semester, and she was not planning on having the child. And I remember praying with her, praying over her baby. You know, obviously, um, it's her decision. And I believe in decision. I believe in the power of decision. I believe that the Lord allows us to make decisions, right? With that being said, there are consequences, okay? I think we all know that, right? Like, even from childhood, if your mom tells you not to have a cookie, and you go get that cookie, that's your choice, but you might get a little slap on the hand or you might uh, go in little baby jails, they call it, like the crib, right? Or or you might not be able to hang out with your friends, right? There are consequences to our decisions. Um, But with her, it was interesting. I, I felt like she kept on going back and forth and it turned out that, I didn't know this, but she was a lot further along than I knew. And so she was about six months pregnant when she decided to have an abortion. And I remember it was like, You know, her coming back and saying there was no baby and it had to be a back alley, like illegal abortion because she was six months along. I mean, the baby could have lived outside of the womb. Anyway, that destroyed her. She started drinking a lot. Um, We both almost got kicked out of the dorm because one time she came in like super hammered. I think she was on drugs and we found, you know, alcohol like in her drawers and stuff. And obviously, like I was 18. She was, I think, 19. We were minors, minors in possession, and since it was my dorm room, I almost got in trouble too. Until the RAs vouched for me. Shout out to my friend Chris, who's actually in my sister's wedding because we love him so much. Because he actually protected me and said, "Hey, you know what? That's not her fault. I understand the rules, but that's not her fault." So that was only that was the only reason I did not get kicked out of Portland State. So, yeah, fair to say that Portland State was not really my cup of tea. I wasn't really super happy. And, and and that was one of the stories that happened. That was my first year. And I was there for two years. So in that time, I ended up really feeling like, Lord, I just want community. I really want community. And I remember I met this group that had a Bible study, and they were just super, super sweet, like super kind and super open to me. And like, you know, they have what they call... These meetings at their house where, you know, everybody brings food. It's like a potluck and you sing songs. And it's just it was really ideal for me at the time because I really needed community. I was really suffering. You know, Um, I'm really close to my parents. But that was a really hard time in our relationship because, you know, being civil rights kids, they thought education is the bee's knees. Like you have to be educated right now. Right now, you have to go when you're 18, you have to graduate in four years, preferably speak a second language and major in business, right? Like, so you can make lots of money and be financially secure and all this stuff. So, and I mean, I get it. They're coming from a good spot, but it's just where I was at, it was very toxic um, community and environment. And I was just like dying. I really was. Like, I was so depressed. I remember there was times I would just cry and I couldn't get out of bed. I mean, because it was like... You know, they had this thing called the park blocks, and you never knew what you were going to run into there because the park blocks were public. Like, it was public downtown. There was a lot of people that were homeless, and I don't have a problem with the homeless. I kick it with the homeless, but, you know, like— There was a lot of like tension between the students and the homeless and sometimes a lot of fighting and sometimes punches. I mean, I remember my girlfriend talking about how like there was different rallies. One time the KKK was there and I'm a woman of color, so that's not a good feeling. You know, um, it just wasn't a a good environment for me to flourish. So when I found this group, I just like clinged on to them. Right. And so their whole basis. Right. Is the oneness. Right. About how. Jesus has come to this earth, and when he was about to go to the cross, he cried out in the garden saying, like, to the point where he stressed himself out so bad because he was just so aligned with the Father and just for his his glory and for his mission that he was sweating blood, right? And if you talk to a doctor, he'll tell you that that means that you are stressed all the way out, right? Like, you are really burdened and he was crying out saying like you know i just want my people to be one i want them to be one so in denomination sometimes people talk about themes like a theme of a church might be like you know if you're baptist versus pentecostal right like they don't want to be grouped into denomination and, and i'll get to that later but they are for the oneness they are for the fellowship of the body everyone having a portion and everyone pretty much having a relationship with God and being romanced by God for them individually as a corporate being. And what I mean by that is that they believe, which is in the word, that everyone should have a testimony, that everyone should talk about the glory of God and be able to express why they believe what they believe. And that with that, we all come together and we fellowship, right? And so obviously, I'm down with it. Like, that's not Uh, against what I believe either right I remember being a small child and going to my church that I was raised in um into Walton shout out to Rolling Hills I love that church and I remember going and it was probably like two miles from our house but on the way we would pass depending on what way we go we would go well actually either way we would pass probably like 10 churches right there was like well, I'm a Christian, there was South Lake, there was a, a couple Catholic churches. Then um later on there was Eighty Creek uh church, which we attend on Wednesday sometimes. So Yeah. Love the Creek, hey. What's up, Brett? Um, really, really great guy of God. Um, anyway, I remember asking my parents, like, why don't we all get together and like eat and like praise God and like be one and and I remember my mom and dad kind of looked at each other and they're like, well, babe, that would be great. But, you know, sometimes it's like a family, right? Sometimes there's arguments, sometimes there's disagreements, and sometimes, you know, we're not all on the same page. You know, we love each other, we're part of the same body, but sometimes there's some distance. And I, you know, and I really appreciate my parents putting it in that language for me, a proper context for a seven-year-old, Right. Like, they didn't go on a rant and be like, well, those Baptists and all those Pentecostals and those backsliding, you know, four-square people. No, they didn't do all that, right? Like, they just explained it in a way that I could understand, which was beautiful. Now, being 29, I understand that there is some major beef going to a Christian college. I heard a lot of stuff. And then there are there were some, you know, there are, you know— Crazy Uncle Freddie, sometime in the family, and you're like, okay, we love Uncle Freddie, but uh, uh, keep him away from the kids. He, he drinks too much, or you know, he he pops off at the Thanksgiving. I don't really necessarily want to be around them all the time. And I and I see that, you know, that I've been to churches where I remember one time I went with this one lady, and during offering time they locked the doors, and the man, the men would step, you know, um, in front from the door so you couldn't get out. So I understand there are some crazy churches out there and i understand when people are like nah i'm good i don't want to go because i've had an experience right like my um dad's friend went to a church one time and this is you know not biblical but they brought out the snakes and homegirl who i love has not been to church since because that was just so frightening for her that caused her so much trauma and I understand that that would be so crazy you know I'm you know what a mighty god we serve and then the rattlesnakes come out nope I'm good I probably wouldn't go back either no thanks right so yeah I get it but anyway back to this group <laughs> I'm sorry guys I dropped around so a lot but a lot but you know that by now anyway they were for the oneness and I've now known them for about nine years. And, you know, sometimes things are, you know, you you want to see the good in people. You want to love them through sometimes their idiocracies, as my father would say. But there's something that I noticed, right? So they would speak a lot about how they felt like denomination – was a divider right you're over here i'm over there we do things differently we're quote unquote the body but we don't associate right and so their thought was that we need to be one we need to you know obviously like have one sound one voice right move in the same direction but as i noticed very, you know, it took me some time, but once I did it, it did, is that they had their agendas as well, and they had their operations, and they had their things that they did, you know? Like, there were certain songs that they would call at what they called the prayer meeting. There were certain things that that they say. Like, there's certain verbiage that they use all the time. They have certain b- books that they read. And how, it in a lot of ways, it was really restricting. And I remember, you know, because I'm bold, and I don't fear anyone— going to a dear brother that I admire and his wife and talking about that. Like, you say that you're one, but you kind of, like, hate on denomination a lot. So how is that one? Why is there any, like, switch up in the music, right? Like, you guys have your hymn book, and that's where you sing from. And then even sometimes it would get to the point where, you know, a brother would, you know, Stand up and you'd be like, oh, praise the Lord. I'm so glad I'm not in denomination. I'm so glad that I'm not doing this like they do or doing that like I do. I'm so glad that the Lord has opened my eyes to the real oneness of God. I remember thinking like, man, that's kind of divisive, right? Like you're putting your finger and being like, I'm so glad I'm not them. And I'm so glad I'm not them that I'm walking in the real truth, the real truth well, the Bible is the truth. And, and and to me, tell me if I'm wrong. I don't care if you're saying, oh, Lord Jesus, or if you're saying, oh, Lord Jesus, I don't care. You're still saying the Lord's name, right? His name is still worthy of praise, and you're praising it, right? And so that was something that I noticed. And it really started to irk me, right? And it's like, The more and more I was around, I started to see like their agenda too. And so when I was talking to this brother, he was talking about how they believe that they're standing in the truth of oneness and that they don't believe in building bridges. And I asked him, what does that mean? What does that mean? Not building bridges. And he's like, well, you know, what's the point of me reaching across the aisle to you when I already know that you're going to reject what I have to say? And I'm going to reject what you have to say. So you kind of stay over there and I'll stay over here and you praise God and I praise God. And I remember being mind boggled like, yo, bro, are you kidding me? Are you serious right now? That is not the true oneness. That is not. That is you do you and I do me. And we pretend like we like each other, but we don't speak. You don't come to the barbecue. you not not bringing potato salad. And, and I'm not making peach cobbler. Like, why? Why? do we not talk right and I remember just feeling like so sad after that conversation because this group of people that literally think the oneness is like the theme of their church they call it the church right um is now almost kind of sounding like they're for segregation you do you you stay over there don't talk to me don't look at me because I already know that you're not open the way that I'm open and it's like gosh what a concept you're not open the way that I'm open gross gagging with a spoon throwing up everywhere disgusting like it literally broke my heart and it's to the point where like sometimes when I go to the bible study I almost have like a little bit of anxiety or panic because it's just like I I, you know, I don't want to be emotional and I don't want to wild out. But if I hear somebody else say, oh, my God, I'm just so glad that I am not like those, you know, hooping and hollering people in the corner. I'm going to scream because it's just, you know, to me, it's like I don't care about how you worship God. I'm just happy that you're worshiping. I'm just happy that you know Jesus as your Savior and that you have a connection with him and that you are literally here, right? Whether it be a church, a home meeting, whether it be in somebody's car, right? I've had the Holy Spirit come on so strong, driving with friends, just talking about God's grace, just talking about all the things that I was spared from, right? The hedge of protection is real, and it's just so sad that sometimes that we just you know divide ourselves in the body and so when I talk about oneness I'm talking about a real barbecue like I'm talking about everybody coming and yeah okay you might be Chinese I might be black my neighbor might be white but you know we are coming together for one cause and that's to lift the name of Jesus that's it and like I, I, I it just it makes me crazy because I think about the outside, right? I'm always thinking about the outside, right? Like, obviously, I do what I do. I live my life, right? But we're supposed to be ambassadors of Christ, right? So I'm thinking about how other people view us. You know, do you want to come in? Do you think you're welcome to the barbecue? Because you really are. And I'm not trying to get emotional. I don't want to cry. But it breaks my heart because I want everybody to come. I really do. I want everyone to come and you know, taste and see that the Lord is good because he is so good. He And I'm talking from my personal experience. I'm not talking about religion of what I'm supposed to do or what I'm supposed to chant or, or whatever, you know. And some people do that. You know, I have a dear friend that's Catholic, and I love going to Catholic church. I think it's so cool. I love it. I love it. I love, it. I love the saints. I love when they talk about St. Francis, and then there's one saint that, like, helps you, like, during travel. I love how they reference— you know, um, Mary, because you know, okay, that is controversial to some groups, but guess what? Mary was a virgin and she did carry Jesus. So thank you, Mary. Shout out to Mary. Love you, Mary, because guess what? Without Mary, Jesus wouldn't be here. Right. So I get it. I feel it. I love it. Right. And so I just, it just broke my heart. I remember just like looking and staring. And I think that they really understood that like, wow. This is really deep to her, and like, wow, I think I offended her. But, you know, once you say some things, it's out of the bag, you know? And it's like, I get it. We get into routine. We get into the religion aspect of when, you know, it's— Again, I always tie things back to babysitting, right? Like, sometimes there's such a strict schedule with kids, right? Like, you wake up at 7, you have a snack at 10, you play until 11, you go to sleep at noon, right? And if anything out of the ordinary happens— it totally throws the kids off and they wild out like, oh my God, I'm supposed to be sleeping now or like, oh, I'm supposed to have three pretzels and peanut butter. Like what is going on? Like their world is rocked, right? And I I see the church like that sometimes, Is that sometimes we get in such, you know, scheduling and we have to say this and mother has to sit there and I have to sit here and, you know, I wear this and that, that we're not really able to let... The spirit flow, like maybe that's just like my dreadlocked, hippie Birkenstock wearing self coming out because I, you know, don't don't get me wrong, I do believe in structure, right? Like there, are, there, the word is the word, right? It's not nothing's supposed to be added or taken away. But I think that, like, are we letting the spirit move? Are we boxing the spirit up? You know, if we want to see revival, if we want to see people, you know, coming off the streets, off of heroin, you know, out of bad relationships, right? Um, are we restricting them? Are we being honest? Are we just saying, okay, okay. And like, that's something that really bothered me too, is that I don't see a lot of, um, conflict resolution sometimes in this particular group and just in a lot of groups, we just shove it under the rug and we're like, oh Lord Jesus. Okay. We're just going to pretend like it didn't happen or like, oh, you offended me, but I'm just going to pretend, you know, for God's glory. No, no. Get an understanding. Get an understanding, but like I guess my whole, uh, my whole thing with this is let us not bash each other just because somebody is different. Don't put them in a box. Don't think that they're just not open to what has to be said. You know, let us reframe from these. You know, harsh, harsh, harsh judgment of people that keeps people at arm's length because when I hear that you know I'm good you're you're saying that these people are not holy they don't know God oh I'm good who could ever say that I can't say that I can go off what you told me, but i can't i don't know your heart i don 't know how you cry in the midnight hour i don 't know what you 're really going through i don 't know about the miscarriage that you had, and that's why you're a little grumpy or the job you lost, and now your kids are upset i don 't know all the details of your life, nor sometimes will we ever because sometimes it's just people are nosy and and people feel like, man, this is dangerous, you know i can't trust these people and so I guess that's what I'm saying is that I was just really disappointed. And I think this is just a call to the church to step it up, to love people, but generally love them. Not because you have an agenda, not because you want them to be a certain way, you know, love them for where they're at. And I get it. That's hard. But I think that's what we're called to do as God does that. He doesn't love us when everything's perfect. He doesn't love us when you know my hair is straight and and pinned back, and my lipstick's on point, and my eyelashes are on, and you know my weight is together, and I'm smelling fresh, like flower bomb. I love flower bomb. It's so good. No, he loves me in my deepest, darkest hour when I'm smelling funky, when one eyelash is on, the other one's off on the floor. You know, when I'm sweaty, when, you know, I've gone back to the same bad dude over and over again, breaking my own heart. That's when God really loves us. I mean, he loves us all the time, but he loves us in that as well. He really, really loves us. And sometimes you can feel his love. I, in my personal experience, sometimes a little bit more, you know, when I feel like, man, I'm really down and out. And when you get that hand, you know, I can always like, you know, I can walk hand in hand with you every day. But when I'm really like in the quicksand and you reach out to me and you grab me up, that's when I'm like, yo, I remember that one. I remember when you had no dogs in the fight, but you fought for me. And so let us remember that, saints. And if you're not Christian listening, hey, Please join us. You know, we're working things out too. You know, no one is perfect, right? Like I said, I'm a hot mess dot com. I'm trying to work things out in my own walk with Christ, right? I've fallen plenty of times. There's been holes that I fell in and God got me out and I jumped back in, right? Like that's that's life, right? But I encourage everyone to just call out to the Lord, call out to Jesus. Oh, Lord Jesus, if that's your way. Or, oh, Jesus, if that's your way, whatever, however you do it, just call out to him. Let us really be one. Okay, that's, well, let that be our challenge, right? Let's really authentically be one. So I hope everyone has a great day. I'm still going to be in bed because I am really tired. Um, but I just wanted, that was on my heart today. And I really just had to like, you know, again, I'm always in my, you know, vinty rages, Right. Um, not really, but you know I've gotta speak up when I need to speak, and so let that encourage us as believers, and if you're not a believer, come join us, right? Hope I didn't turn you off, you know, email me, right? I'd love to have a dialogue and conversation um, but I honestly, I love people, I really do. I love people, and I just want everybody to win. And I really want everybody to grow and, and and I know Jesus does too. So again, ask 1, Brie 123 A S K B R I E 123 at Gmail.com. Uh if you need some encouragement, please follow me on Instagram at Briefilo, B-R-I-E F-A-L-O-U-G-H. And I'll talk to you all soon. Have a great day. Bye. Hey everyone, it's Brie. Feel free to email me any thoughts, concerns, or if you just want to say hi, at asbree 123 A-S-K-B-R-I-E, 123, at gmail.com. So I am currently in bed because I have been running all over the state, I feel. I go to Seattle tomorrow. Um, I'm really excited because I have... Um, a photo shoot for the new york post which is just like i'm pinching myself because that's just so cool they're getting my take on living a child-free lifestyle um and pretty much i just feel like we need to let people speak let people be heard you know uh what works for you doesn't necessarily work for me and that's okay right um and along with that i've been going to a ton of meetups. Um, Again, getting clients, building my practice for empowerment coaching. Um, Gosh, I love it. It's my bread and butter. Um, I love seeing people that are stuck um, and helping them make strategic plans to get unstuck so that they can go full force into the future and really live a life that they were made to live, right? Have life abundantly, right? Do you... And have a good time, meet people, have good healthy relationships, have really good food, have really good sex. I mean, hopefully in marriage, you know, shout out to the Bible. But, you know, I hope that's good too, right? Like, let's do this. We're here once having, you know, uh, like I remember this one lady talking about like we're spirits having this earthly experience okay I I rock with that right like we are here in the flesh so let's have a good time let's enjoy each other right but let's like you know kick the drama to the left and the depression to the right so I help people um with realizing that and making it happen for their own life um so you know it was a Wednesday and I you know again I grind and I Try to make it to these meetups every week, and I remember I was kind of falling short, so I was looking up on the website, meetup.com, um, what events were happening today. And I, I came across this event, um, Cheers and Beers, which was going to be at Olive and Twist down in the Pearl District in Portland, and I just really liked the message it just said like hey come and chat with people there should be anywhere between 30 and 60 new faces come have a drink and enjoy time so i was like okay i'm with it like i'll do that right so i get dressed put the eyelashes on Mm -hmm, of course always the eyelashes um which i'm really good at by the way now like i can do it on a bus i've actually done it on a bus and in a car so yeah uh shout out to abby bat who was my stylist in high school and taught me how to do that. Anyway, <laughs> I always get distracted. Anyway, so I'm driving there and um, I arrive and it's like this really cool, like rustic, you know, um, sad day kind of vibe bar, and they, you know, show me the drink menu, and they had all these, like, really yummy drinks and appetizers, like they had curry potatoes, and like, you know, a cheese and bread spread, ooh, how fancy, you know, I'm more of a barbecue and rib kind of girl, but hey, yo, I can do that, I can put my little pinky finger up and have really expensive cheese, and they had a lemon limoncello um, cocktail, which that's what I ordered, and it was so delicious oh my gosh so good shout out to olive and twist in the pearl so delicious um so i'm there and everybody's sitting down they have these like small tables and like really um cozy chairs and so yeah there's like 30 people 60 people 32, 60 people so sorry and we're just chumming it up and i'm meeting people i met this lady that um is a uh, fitness and wellness um trainer and she travels the world and so we were talking about having layovers in Singapore and how like I really like the Singapore airport and I really like the Korean airport but she always tries to book through Singapore so she can have a layover there and go shopping and so we connected and I talked to this guy that's from Sri Lanka and he's a doctor in residency so I was like yo get me a husband because you're around all the attractive young doctor people And he was like, well, I'm coming to myself because I'm an anesthesiologist, but I'm, you know, I'm actually going to push him a little bit. I got his number, so he needs to, you know, hook me up, right? But I talked to another lady that was a brain surgeon, and then talked to another guy um, that had just moved from San Francisco, and he was just so delicious, like, so fun. He has a dog, and um, he had a partner, but now he's up here, and he's going to drive down um, he was going to drive down on Saturday, which is spontaneous. Just go. So, you know, I, I love that cause I'm all about travel and just getting out when you can. Um, so we're hanging out and um, I meet another lady that's from um, New York. And, you know, I live in New York most of the year in Brooklyn. Shout out to Williamsburg. And she was talking about, you know, when she was in Williamsburg, which was like the 80s, which back then it was really dangerous, and, like, all the, like, hot spots she used to go to, one called the Cubby Hole. And I was like, I know that one. And she's like, yeah, but it's different because, you know, the youngins come in and they want to gentrify everything. And, you know, it was just crazy. And she talked about how when her and, you know, Madonna hung out and how they were, like, fist pumping and they had, you know, their short shorts on and, and shirts and how, like, she, like, started the movement for that. Outfit, so yeah I mean just meeting great people making connections um that's the whole point of meetups um and so of course you know I have my little drinks I'm driving just one and that's good for me after I have one drink I need to have like seven glasses of water right over the next five hours so I can drive and not get pulled over for a DUI because I cannot have a DUI. No one can really have a DUI, but I, I drive a lot, so I can't. No, no, no. That would ruin my life. Anyway, so as the liquor is flowing and people like are feeling, you know, you know, living their best lives and feeling themselves, this lady turns over to me, and so she's like, so what's your coming out story? And I'm like, oh, like coming out, like like why I came out tonight? Well, I'm an empowerment coach, and I have to go to some new meetups. And she goes, no, 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 like are you married or, you know, do you have a girlfriend? And I was like, no, I don't have a partner. I'm not married. No, no, no. She goes, okay, well, like, how did you come out of the closet? And I was like, I'm not out of the closet. And she's like, oh, okay. Like, are you just, like, an ally to the LGBTQA community? And I was like, yeah, for sure. Like, I'm from Portland. Like, I love everybody, right? Everybody has, in my opinion, should have the right to um education to protection under the law to love who they choose to love right like i'm with it why not and she's like oh well okay that's that's great great and i'm like yeah i'm like does everybody come out here and she's like well yeah like it's kind of like a support group for that and i'm like this this meet up and she's like yeah doll like <laughs> yeah that's why we're all here we support each other you know lgbtqa I'm like, wait, isn't this cheers and beers? And she's like, no, baby, it's queers in beer. Ha! I was dying on the floor. And of course, everyone looks at me and they start laughing like this chick went to the wrong meetup. She thought it was cheers and beers. And it's really queers and beers. Jokes on her. And I'm laughing. Like I have dark skin. But if I didn't, I'd probably be bright red. Because I didn't know. I honestly didn't. And it was just, I had such a great time. Like, it was the best meetup I think I've ever been to. And I just loved everyone. And, like, I'm going over to the guy's house. um, Who's from San Francisco. And he's, like, going to make, like, clam chowder soup or whatever, a roux or something, and I can't have seafood, so he's going to make that for me. And then I'm going to, like, go get nails done with Betty, who's, like, 80 years old, punk rocker. And then I'm going to meet up with a girl that's from New York, and we're talking more about Madonna and, like, her wild years and stuff. And so it's like, wow, you know, like, I just love this life. And I love that, like, this group of people came together, and even though I wasn't a part, quote, unquote, of the community, they welcomed me with, like, open arms and that I just met the raddest people and like it's just so important like not to like box out experiences like of course keep yourself safe you know I'm a Christian right pray up because you know this world is can be crazy sometimes you know very dangerous downtown on like Pine Street there was like a shooting yesterday which is like we don't hear about shootings in Portland as much as like Brooklyn or you know, Compton in California, but it still happened. So it's like, you know, every day is just a blessing. Like, it's just so great to be alive, and I really feel that way. And, like, being with these people really, like, these people from all these different backgrounds from all over the world, New York, Sri Lanka, right? Like, gosh, like, it was just so amazing how we can just, like, come together and have a great time. Shout out to Olive and Twist and my Limoncello. Like, that was a delicious drink. I can't even tell you. And so, like, they asked me about, you know, my journey and, like, my spirituality. And I told them about Jesus and I told them about, you know, my perception of the world and, like, what gets me out of bed in the morning and, like, what I do. And it was all love. Like, it was all love. Like, this one lady had, you know, been to, um, I think it was a seminary school for a little bit. She was dating, like, a a pastor and like so she understood a little bit and you know like and literally it was just so wonderful because like I put my hand out well it was actually more like they put their hand out and I put my hand out and we connected and it was just so it was I can't even tell you like how this has changed me like it was just so nice to see wonderful beautiful people in the same space and like you know, okay, if I when I heard that they were LGBTQA, I could have had an attitude and been like, well, "Oh my, oh my gosh, well, oh," and just left, right? Or they could have did the opposite. They could have said, "Well, you know, unfortunately, this is a group that is close to the queer community," and I would have understood that because, like, there are certain elements of, you know being queer that you experience that other people might not understand. So I couldn't understand people feeling uncomfortable or feeling like, wow, we have spies here or whatever, right? But that wasn't the the case. It was generally people sitting down, having some overly priced cheese, not crying about it, having a couple of drinks and just living life and understanding that, you know what, we might agree on some things, we might disagree, but we'll agree to disagree but you're going to still come over my house for clam chowder or clam soup or whatever the heck he's making. And I'm still going to call you up and we're going to talk about my days in the eighties with Madonna. And so I don't know. I just, it, it made me so happy. It made me so happy. And I just wish like in a perfect world that this could happen all the time that we can just realize that, you know what? We should just all live life together. We should all live life together. You know, Early, I did a podcast about oneness. Check that out. Um, And that has more, like, biblical context and talking more about, like, the church and how we should obviously, you know, jump across denominational lines and really love our fellow brother and sister in the body. But then even in this podcast, you know, how about we love our fellow man? How about we take out our neighbor to dinner? How about we love on somebody that isn't from a different religion? You know, I go to a church called Imago Day in Portland, and they've had some really great novels come out of their book, and the pastor is just so cool. But and I'm and I'm really inspired by him because he always talks about how it encourages us to step out of the box to eat and dine and be one with people that are not like you. Because guess what? You're not the only person in this world, and you're not the only one that's important, right? So, like, he's a Christian. He professes Jesus as a Savior, but his best friend is a rabbi. His other best friend um, attends a mosque in Portland, and he has gone before, and they eat, I think, together twice a month and talk about And their challenges. And I guess when there was the shooting in at a um, synagogue in Pittsburgh, his friend called him up first before the other. Um, synagogue um, rabbis, right? The other rabbis, excuse me. I do not want to be offensive. But he called him up before he talked to the other rabbis in Portland and was crying out to him and telling him, like, I'm really sad about what happened. And can you come and sit with me? Can you bring your people from your church and come and pray with us? And like, that is just so touching to me because, you know, we are on this earth. We are here, let us love each other. Like, let us love each other. Let's be here for one another. I don't care if you're black or white, Republican, Democrat, Chinese, Korean, Pacific Islander. I don't care. Like, let's just be together and enjoy each other. Let us raise our kids together. Or I'll help you raise your kids because I'm not having kids. Huh. Shout out to Child Free. Um, let me make soup for you if you're sick. Or come over for ribs. Or have some peach cobbler feel like i've been talking about peach cobbler a lot maybe that's my subconscious telling me that i need some sugar or i want sugar i don't know but just bottom line is that i just it, it was just so wonderful and i love it i love watching people i love being with people and i love that if we put our our differences aside and talk more about what we have in common and love on each other it can be a great experience for everybody so Yep, that's my little two cents on that. Queers and beers. I'm going back in two Wednesdays. They invited me to come and told me to bring my friends. They told me to bring my friends from church. Of course I will. That'd be fun. And my friends that I go to church with would love to come too. I don't know if they're going to have a limoncello. They might have a, you know, a, a vodka soda. Or they might just have a lemonade. Right? Like, again, do you. Live your life. Be prayed up. Love on people. You know, know your triggers. That's something that I was talking to somebody yesterday about yesterday about. Know what's you know hard for you. Try to avoid it. But live this life. It's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. And we can have beautiful experiences. And we can experience beautiful miracles if we're open. So that's my two cents. I'm still in bed because I'm tired. Um, but I hope everybody has a beautiful day and or night if you're listening to it and yeah go out to dinner with someone that's different than you learn about them love on them tell them about yourself and be one okay talk to you all soon if you need encouragement follow me on at brie b-r-i-e-f-a-l-o-u-g-h and i will talk to you all soon bye-bye Hey everyone, it's Bree, feel free to email me any comments, concerns, or if you want to say hello, at askbree, A-S-K-B-R-I-E, 123, at gmail.com. So, I'm currently driving, and you guys are all on the surround sound, yay, or maybe you're not on the surround sound, I'm on the surround sound recording. Anywho, I am going to work in an area called Gleason today, working with a grandma and Her grandchild and her um, daughter is in transition. Um, She's actually going to be, I think, filing for divorce soon or so. Um, So, yeah, just kind of mentally preparing um, to work with them. And it was funny because um, when I work with my clients, right, empowerment lifestyle coaching, there's a lot of transitions that are happening. And I actually specialize with helping people in transition, helping them to establish balance, helping them to establish worth and love for themselves so that they don't continue to tolerate the foolishness, if I'm putting it lightly, that they've tolerated in the past. Um, but, I mean, with that, you're, again, in transition, so things are always shifting and changing. So sometimes, I mean, of late, I felt like my feet is like on sand versus solid rock because everything is always, you know, switching up. I mean, I would sometimes I would like to have a day where I know that from, you know, the beginning to the end it's gonna go as planned. But I guess not all of us I mean, most of us don't have jobs like that. I mean, if you're like a project manager, right? You're always getting new projects or starting something and then something comes on your desk or you know, if you're a doctor, right, or an ER nurse, right, there's always something that's coming up and switching, or, I mean, I guess that's unpractical, right, because even my friend that's a stylist, right, shout out to Ebony Sheree, right, like, she gets people that come into her chair, and they have different elements going on with their head, or they want this style, or that style, so I guess that's not practical to, to, you know, have the same day every day, but, man. I wish I I could because, I mean, these people tend to be really unstable. And, like, again, I love being that stable person, but I just wish that sometimes the game plan would, you know, um, just go as planned. So I woke up kind of a little bit frustrated because we, you know, we had a plan yesterday of where to meet in the hours, and they totally got switched up. And, like, with this particular person – this always happens you know I've been working with them for a couple months now and it's like we will make a plan and it will just be destroyed by the end of the week and sometimes I wonder like is it just like your word like have you not established that you know your word is something that's very powerful when you say you're going to do something you should stick by it but I guess that's where I come in where it's okay let's let's work on that when you say that you're going to be somewhere show up if you say you're going to do something do it Um, But a little frustrating. But I just had a really great experience of the Holy Spirit just now because I was, you know, borderline, you know, ticked and angry and then just, like, confused. Like, what are we doing today? Why can we not just go with the plan, you know? But, gosh, like, again, I mean, I, I feel like I'm always shouting out God, but he's so good because, I mean, a piece just literally came over me because I know my purpose which a lot of people don't a lot of people spend a lot of time trying to figure out okay what am I on this earth to do so I know what I'm supposed to do while I'm on this earth which is great and also I know that I have to show grace and mercy to my clients just like God shows grace and mercy to me and I know that there's times a lot of times where I've derailed from the Lord's plan and try to do my own thing and it's just the it's just ended in you know such a disarray right and again with my clients it's the same thing you know we make a plan you want to go off that plan you want to call that ex you want to reach out to that child who's not speaking to you too soon and then boom it's just a big old bomb and everybody's ticked off and it's not productive and now we have to start all over again and um, I feel like that's how our walk is with the Lord as well is that you know he has a plan for us And we have free will, you know. It's very clear that we choose who we are going to serve. That's all throughout the Lord's word. But when we do our own thing, and it's not well thought out, or even if it's well thought out but not in his will, it's going to be busted. It just is every single time. So I just, I don't know, I just felt a sense of peace of just, like, love towards my client. You know, it just the frustration turned. Um... And just loving her. But then also, too, I mean, sometimes I just look up from these situations and I become so thankful. This might sound awful, but I I become so thankful that this is not me, you know, because so many of my circumstances that I work or so many of the circumstances that I work with, I'm no better than these people. You know, this could have totally been my situation. I mean, um, I think I told this story about my depression when I was in college Um, my first college I went to, um, I didn't want to be there at all. I wanted to get out of Portland. I was 18, lived there my whole life. And I felt very restricted. Like I was supposed to be going to college. Supposed, I was supposed to be majoring in business. I was supposed to, supposed to, supposed to, and there was no room for what do I actually want to venture out into? I'm not talking about wild and crazy things like, you know, lots of drinking, partying, flipping my top. No, you know, but but just venturing out, like, do, what, do I want to be an art major? Do I want to be in business? Do I want to study anthropology? Do I want to study abroad? And so things were so rigid that it felt like I was, like, in a cage. And I just—I know that feeling, and it's it's awful. Like, it's just—I feel for people that are in that stage because as soon as you bust out of that thing, you feel so relieved, Right? Um, So that was one, you know, that was one element. And I remember, you know, dropping out and feeling relieved and traveling and working and nannying and meeting connections. And my my eyes were just kind of open up to like different worlds I had never experienced. Because my experience growing up was suburb life, you know, in a tight family. I had my mom and dad and my uncle and aunt. And it was like a force to be reckoned with, you know, there was always someone to talk to, there was a lot of love, and when I worked with other families, I realized, like, man, you know, um, not every family is functional, not every family is warm and cuddly, like, there's some mean bugs out here, man, like, really, and resentful people, and people that literally just, you know, just cannot stay in their situation or, or have found themselves in situations that they're like, how did I end up here? So there was that. And I remember taking that break and learning and I remember going to college and I remember the theme of our college at being Christian school was rain before spring. And all of a sudden, you know, this anxiety that I had felt a long time ago came back about, man, I gotta get a dude. Like, where's my guy? This is the time. I'm a Christian, they're a Christian. We can all be Christian together. Um, and so I put a lot of pressure on myself and there was also a lot of sadness too. And, and, and there was sadness throughout the school, right? Because if we're honest, when you watch these shows like Girls or Insecure or Sex in the City or really like any show that's like on TV these days, you see very clearly that we all wanna be chosen. Like we always see these sitcoms where people are trying to be big and strong. But honestly, like we just want human interaction that is genuine a lovely friend or a lovely guy or girl that will turn into a romance. Like we do. We really long to be swooned and I don't care. You know, there was a case study that was done at Portland state university about sex in the city, you know, friend or foe, right? Like what are these women doing? Are they sending double messages? And the survey came out is that the double message was real. And we all send double messages. Like when you look at Samantha, the, the, one of the major characters, um, She was like this bad chick PR lady that liked to have a lot of sex, raw and hard, and was a hard person in general, but, you know, when she got cancer, or she, and even before that, you know, there was that deep longing of being chosen. She did have emotion under that callous heart, like, she did, so it comes back to we all want to be chosen, so you could feel that at my university, that, you know people were really feeling like this is their time like where else besides the church am I going to meet somebody and you know sometimes you know I won't say sometimes I'll say the current day the church has really let a lot of people down when it comes to like connecting people and okay I get tomatoes thrown at me because I know that that's not the main purpose of the church because we're supposed to come and serve, and we're supposed to be in fellowship with each other and and sing praises to the Lord and learn about the Lord. So, yes, that is, you know, the fundamentals of the church, and obviously we want people to to proclaim Jesus as Messiah. But, come on, can you, like, help us out a little bit? Like, can you teach about marriage? Can you have a singles group, a Bible study, something where people can come together? So, I mean, that was my situation then, and I remember falling into depression And, you know, there was free uh, counseling with, you know, real psychologists at the school. And I remember telling, like, all my, like, sorrows to my counselor and just being like, if God loves me, then he would provide somebody for me already. And I remember her just saying, like, is that really the sole purpose of the Lord? And I was like, well, no, but still, this is what I want. This is what I want, 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 want. And I need to go and I need to get somebody and I need to feel whole with this person. And I want to have intimacy and all this stuff. And I remember she just kind of sat back and she kind of giggled. And I was pissed when she did that because I was like, oh, you're mocking me now. Okay, let's go outside. Let's take it outside. Obviously, that was in my head. I didn't say that to her. But I remember her words changed my life. And she said, you know, you are potentially going to ruin your own life. And she wasn't talking about from the spiritual, natural you know, you know, cries of Zion like, oh, oh, you're, you know, the Lord is displeased. And now there's a curse. So she was actually saying that I was going to take physical actions prematurely that was going to ruin my life, you know. And like my sister, who is newly married, we love her guy. Shout out to Joseph. Hi, Joseph. Come on, i on, you know, love him. But, like, my sister says to me, you know, you could go out and you can get married. Like, don't get it twisted. You're a cute girl. You could find any Joe (laughs) Smo. No pun intended, because my brother-in-law's name is Joe. But you can find any Joe Smo on the road. Go to Vegas, to the courthouse, get a witness, and get married. But the real essence of your marriage is your foundation, and is it going to last? In two miles, take exit 21A for Gleason Street. I remember that you know, thinking like, wow, she's right, you know, how many girls out here really jumped the gun because of loneliness, because of low self-esteem, they're looking, they're reaching, they're searching for foundation, for a romance, for intimacy, but in the wrong places, and I remember I had to take a step back, and so, you know, even today in my frustrations, right, even today when I'm, you know, tired because, you know, I had a gut problem yesterday, and And I'm thinking, like, man, is my, you know, long day going to be, you know, seen with lots of complaining and the same old conversation and the same plan that we made is now not even in action. I have to calm myself and I have to be thankful because I'm here to serve. I'm here to help. I also am getting paid. So, you know, there's that. I'm walking in my purpose. I know what God has called me to do. And the alternative of where I was going was so bad, you know. Because, again, I see these women that, you know, prematurely jump the gun. And they get connected with a dude. And the dude might be nice, he might be not. More often than none, he is really nice. But it's just not their person. And isn't that something like, you know, obviously having someone that's nice is better than having somebody that is not nice, but if you're a person, if you're lonely in your marriage, that's not fun either, it's not, it's like, you know, putting apples with oranges, it's all fruits you know a little different but it's all fruits you know whether he's mean or whether he makes you pancakes if he's not your person and you don't get along and you don't have the same vision it's just it's just cruddy so I mean I I am overall I have to say happy you know I am happy that in a quarter mile take exit 21a for Gleason Street it could be so much different. So I really do encourage people today, whoever's listening. You know, there's a reason why you're listening. I hope you're encouraged. If you're not, contact me. Brie Falugh. B r i e, f a l u g h. And even if you don't contact me, I just hope that everybody is able. To Take exit see, 21A. Reflect today, and you know, even if their day is just going really bad, you know. I don't know if this is, like, the correct... In half a mile, turn left onto Northeast Gleason Street. A psychologist, But maybe it's a time to reflect and be thankful and say, you know what, I'm not where I want to be, but I'm not where I could have been. And that's just where I'm feeling right now. Like, you know, um, I won't, you know, beat a dead horse. I feel like I said everything I need to say. But, I mean, I just... These situations that I see sometimes are... Turn left onto Northeast Gleason Street. ...very scary because, I mean, I was that chick. I was that girl, man. Like, I was marching towards the edge of the cliff with everybody else, you know? And isn't that something right there? Maybe that's a sermon in itself of, like, you know? Like, we were marching towards that cliff of death to fall in Plymouth, to uh, just a disaster. But God swept us up, and he put, you know, a solid rock foundation under our feet and we're not marching towards death anymore like sure we're all going to have a physical death one day but where is your spirit going to go you know is your spirit going to go with the Lord where is it going and even you know I remember this one guy this is my last thought my this one guy at my church once said you know and even Tupac said this shout out to Tupac rest in peace That, you know, sometimes the reality of which we live in can be worse than a physical death, right? Like, when we say things like, oh, rest in- Continue on Northeast Gleason Street for one and a half miles. ...on this earth that are just very restless. That just, honestly, they just don't have any peace. And, you know, that's awful feeling. And I wish that feeling on no one, not even my worst enemy, because having an unrested soul that is just, you know, twitching and turning at every notion and there's just no peace, um, that's not the divine life. That's not the abundancy that the Lord is calling us into. So, you know, I hope that everyone maybe can just take a moment of silence today, just maybe five minutes. And just think about the goodness of the Lord. Think about where you could have been. Think you about think about the things that God has prevented you from experiencing. That's a word right there. Because there's lots of things that I was, again, supposed to experience in my sin that the Lord has just totally swept me from. So... Um, I hope everyone has a great start to their day. If you are in the middle of your day, continue on. If it's nighttime, I hope you sleep really, really well and you're at peace. Um, I genuinely say this. I love you all. Whoever's listening to this, I genuinely have love for you. And I wish you well. If you have nobody else in your corner, I am definitely in your corner. Kick butt. Live this life to the fullest. Live in abundancy. Live in truth. And live a divine life. And I'll talk to you all soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Hey, everyone. It's Bree. Feel free to email me any thoughts, concerns. Or if you just want to say hi at asbree 123 That's A-S-K-B-R-I-E 123 at gmail.com. <coughs> Sorry, my voice probably sounds a little bit raspy. It's been a very busy weekend. I've had lots of events. Um... And I've um, been zipping around in my little Jeep, which I'm so thankful for. Oh, it changes the game, man. Having a car in Portland versus busing is just its a total difference. Saves so much time. But um, today is Super Bowl Sunday, so I mean, I'm very low energy. I'm going to definitely hydrate today and relax, but I'm also going to go to a party and get some good food, if you know what I'm saying can't pass up the buffalo dip no 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 but in the meantime i'm like in my cozy bed and i'm watching youtube video um with dada and he is for a lack of better words i don't want to say he's a retired monk because i don't think that that is something that you may you know maybe retire from i don't know have the i don't have the the best verbiage on this but he has spent a majority of his life being a monk and 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 living amongst monks and really just digesting and understanding their way of life and their um <coughs> and and their and and their stance, um, when it comes to the world. And so I'm listening to him, you know, obviously he's a very like um level-headed man very soft-spoken very focused right he talks about focus a lot about um where your awareness is is where your energy goes right like being aware and being assured by your own constitution and your own you know position right um and i just really enjoy him i really like his um I like his way of life when it comes to being focused and when it comes to just not going through the motions, mastering one thing before you move on to the next, right? That makes sense. Um, You know, obviously, like, I'm a Jesus follower. I love Jesus. But I love to understand other people's point of views or try to, (coughs) along with learning from a diverse group of people because he can teach so much. I mean, yes, we might not have the same theology but the way that he goes about his life and just being like very conscious and very woke I appreciate right like a very humbled a very basic man yet a very rich and deep man so I love his YouTube videos when he talks about meditation and just being quiet yeah of course I think people get freaked out with the term meditation and to many it has a different meaning but for me I sit down and I pray and some would view that as meditation. So to each his own, you know, I know who I'm praying to and, and what I'm praying for and, and who I walk with, but I, I, again, I really admire him and I really love what he has to say, but he said something today in one of his videos that kind of like just stopped me in my tracks and he said, purpose and prioritizing go hand in hand. That's me paraphrasing. I think he said something like along the lines, because he's way deeper than me, is that on the road of purpose, you meet prioritizing, right? I love that. I love it. And I think, okay... The first step is trying to acknowledge what is your purpose, right? What are you here on this earth to do? You know, I've heard somebody saying that we are spirits that are having a human experience. I agree with that. I have a spirit. I have a soul, right? I have the creator God that I walk with. And I also speak with Jesus. So while I'm here, what am I supposed to be doing, right? And a lot of people... I have a hard time with this because, you know, sometimes we get into a box thinking mode of who has time for purpose when I have bills to pay, you know, who has times to who has time to chase, you know, down what I'm supposed to be doing when I have kids to feed and I have a husband and I have a community that depends on me. Right. But but ultimately, if you are walking in your purpose, you will be even richer and have more resources, and more love, and more energy to give people, because you're really walking in your divine calling. So there's that aspect of it. What is your purpose? What are you here to do? And then I like how he tied in, because that's when you meet, when you know your purpose, that's when you meet your priorities, right? Because in a dream world, right, when we have good boundaries, and we are living in a self-love, self-cared state. We will not interact with people that are not going to help us down the road of our purpose. Why would you waste time? I'm not talking about being rude. I'm not talking about, you know, putting your nose up and acting like you're bigger and better than somebody. No, it just comes down to how much time is in a day, what am I here to do, how to... How is my purpose affecting how I live my daily life? And are the people that I surround myself with going to help me down the road to get to where I'm supposed to go? And then also when it comes to energy, right? Okay, energy, again, can be one of those terms that is seen negatively. But when I think of energy, I think actually the physical motion of like, okay, I'm going to go kickboxing and uh, I'm going to pump my fist and I'm going to hit a block or I'm going to hit a wood chunk or I'm going to hit a bag. And that is energy that I'm putting towards, motion that I'm putting towards actually physically hitting something. So that's what I think when it comes to energy. So again, who is around you? Do you have energy vampires? Do you have people that are sucking the life out of you? And, and time is something that is, you know, something that we cannot... Take advantage of when you're we're wise. And he was talking about recently having a daughter, having a small daughter, and how his focus has increased even more. Like he said, when I'm with my daughter, I want to be all the wind. I want to be really attentive to her needs. I want to look in her eyes. I want to spend general time with her, right? <clears throat> and I liked it. And he talked about when he's with his daughter, holding her, gazing at her, loving her. Being present in the moment, he's not checking his phone. He's not walking around with his phone because there's a you know there's a lot of error that can happen. And then also too, I think kids nowadays recognize when people are physically there but not present. I mean, I I work with a darling little girl, and the phone will ring, and every time I pick up the the phone, she'll say phone, and she will become to act out louder. I mean, she could be in the corner chilling. Not saying anything, but as soon as a phone rings and I answer, it's like, showtime, showtime is here. Because I think she wants me to stop and, and to not focus on the call or not even to pick up the call, but be with her. So he was talking about after his daughter was born, he doesn't take long trips that are. I don't want to say result in any nothing because what his his words are powerful, but he doesn't. He really plans out his day, his months, and and now moving forward, his years is more focused. Right, like he was saying, I don't want to go fly to Australia. It's going to take you know a day to get there. Then I have to be there a day before the conference to speak for forty minutes. To come back to have my body have to now get in the mode of being back in L.A. No, because. It's great to speak to crowds, but maybe there's another way that he can deliver in what he has to say because to travel that long of a distance for just a very short time is time away from his daughter. So he's able to realize, wow, okay, I want to look at my time, I want to look at my focus a lot different because... I now have someone that I want. I'm sharing my life with another person. And so, yes, his purpose is obviously to provide for his family and to love his wife and his daughter. But he's prioritizing the focus of being present with his family. So his purpose is to love them, is to cherish them, is to be with them. Not just in a room, but be with them all the way around. Full focus. So now his pu- his purpose <coughs> is affecting how he prioritizes his life. <coughs> oh my goodness, I've got to cough in. My goodness, please bear with me. I'll make this short. But I just loved it. I thought it was a really... Um, his objective is really clear. It's something that's obtainable and something that we can actually add to our life, right? What are we doing? What are we here to do in this short time on earth? Who's around us helping us get there as we help our friends get to their purpose and their and their divine calling? And then how are we prioritizing our time? Are we spending time with people that we love? Are we on the road to our purpose, a clear shot, running? Now, on the flip side, again, sometimes it's hard to establish and to learn about what your true purpose is. And that's where I come in. If you need help, if you need to bounce ideas off of someone else that's unbiased, that doesn't know your family history, that doesn't know your family or your friends, Contact me, Brie Fallow, B-R-I-E-F-A-L-O-U-G-H. Come to me. If you need encouragement, follow me on Instagram, right? Let's walk through life together and figure out, okay, why are you here? What are your strengths? That's another thing that I learned this weekend is that, um, I forget who said it. I think it was one of the, um, ladies that I had a meetup with. And, and she said, you know, um... Sometimes we focus so much on what we're not good at and trying to hunker down and and to to literally become good at what we're not good at and what we struggle at that we neglect what we are good at, right? And maybe the things that you are good at, you can turn into your purpose, and maybe that is your purpose, and you can just... You know, Obviously, smooth out the edges and see if that's how you can make an income or a life or if that's something that you need to do part-time because it brings you happiness and joy and tranquility. So again, um, I love these conversations. Let's keep them up. Feel free to email me, ASKBRIE123 at gmail.com and I will talk to you all soon. Happy Super Bowl Sunday! Hey everyone, it's Bree. Feel free to contact me with any thoughts, concerns, or if you just want to say hi at AskBrie123, that's A-S-K-B-R-I-E 123, at gmail.com. So, I am recording today from lovely Waikiki Beach. Yes, she heard that right. Honolulu. Yes, aloha everyone. It is beautiful out here. I was kind of in, I was kinda of nervous a little bit because last week when I looked at the forecast it said it was gonna be raining the whole time and I had already bought my ticket. Shout out to kayak.com. It was a hundred and twenty-six dollars round trip from Portland, which is absolutely amazing. And anyone that lives in Portland knows that sometimes like the tickets from Portland are a little bit steeper from Seattle, but this time it was um the other way around, which I'm super grateful for. This trip could not come any sooner. I've been just working and grinding and going to meetups and making connections, and I'm I'm super super you know grateful for that. But it can be really exhausting, right? Because you're meeting new people, you're you know selling yourself and and what you're doing, your services, and you know after working a nine to five and then you know grinding on your side hustle that you would want to in an ideal world become your, you know, number one product of demand. It it gets it gets tiresome. So, I'm just super blessed to be on the beach and it's about 80 degrees. Slight breeze. You can probably hear the ocean crashing in the background. So, I'm just beyond happy. My uh, Auntie Lee and Uncle T live in Hawaii, so I'm crashing in their spare bedroom, which is amazing, so I don't have to pay hotel prices because that gets really steep, especially in the winter wintertime. Um, so, yeah, I'm here, and, you know, I woke up this morning, and, you know, I'm in beautiful Hawaii, but sometimes life still hits you no matter where your location is, right? You can still be sunny, It could be rainy, you can still be depressed, you can be anxious, or you can be happy, and This morning, I woke up a little anxious, right, because I am trying to, like, really embrace the work-life balance, right? Like, if you get all sunshine, you get a desert. If you get all rain, you get a drought, right? So I don't want to, like, drought myself or burn out myself in my own goal and planning. I'm just really trying to pace, and I I think a lot of people can actually get on board with that right that the pace of life and and just learning how to stagger yourself and not burn out easily especially as an entrepreneur because there's so much that you can be doing all the time and my brain just tends to like rush and think about okay who am I you know reaching out to who did I forget to follow up Should I start an email list? Should I add more recording on the podcast? Should I add one more meetup in, in the day? You know, At one point in time, I was going to 30 meetups a week. And it was super fun for like two weeks. And then afterwards, I'm like, wow, I'm just really tired. I have a lot of business cards, but what connections am I really making? Like genuine connections, right? And I just don't want to be walking throughout this life aimlessly and unintentionally and I mean again that's what I coach and and that's what I coach and and talk to my clients about so I mean obviously you have to lead by example and so you know I was just kind of sitting in bed and thinking about what I was going to do today and I had to just look back and just think like okay I've come a long way I've made a lot of connections I'm having good You know, outreach. My name is Getting Out There. This is time for a break. I need a break. And I didn't want to bring my anxious, you know, mindset to the beach. And so I really had to just dig in deep myself. I had a little breakfast, some water. And then I was just thinking about, like, being in Hawaii and how I'm going to have some really dope macaroni salad and, like, short ribs. And,. Of course, one thing that I always do is I try to turn to the Word. And I thought about Philippians 4, 6-7 that says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. So I had to really meditate on that this morning. And it was funny because before I even thought of that verse... I just rededicated my business to the Lord. And I told him, you know what? The people that I talk to, the people that I reach, the people that I connect with, Lord, let it be genuine. Let them reach out to me because they need help with something. And let me contact the people that you bring to my mind because I have a word for them. And I want to show them love. And I want to to show them how to walk throughout life with Christ in the transition that they may be in gracefully and it's funny because that part is a part of the scripture that i just read you know let your request be known to the lord and so it's funny because it's like the lord will almost like prompt you on what to pray for before you even pray it right because i'm thinking be anxious for nothing right like and you can think about that in detail right like if i remember joyce meyer talking um last week about you know The confident woman and she was saying that you know if you lack confidence or you're a little bit anxious it really comes down to a faith thing right because God already tells you that he's going to provide all your needs he told you that you know you're not going to be without that your cup is going to overflow it right so it's really a faith thing and so this morning when I was thinking about being anxious I wasn't thinking about the second part I was thinking mainly about my lack of trust in God how I want to grab things into my own hand and how You know, that has never worked out to my benefit, right? Because either I try to grab things and take care of them myself and end up burnt out or or sad or, you you know, I'm not able to really, you know, execute my mission the way that I thought I could because I'm just not equipped. And not to add that you know sometimes i end up being embarrassed because god hasn't even called me to to take on what you know i'm taking on and so it was just it was just a really sweet moment as i, I sit here and i'm i'm reflecting and i'm spending time with god and i'm listening to gospel music because he will provide everything that we need He'll make deals out of no deals. I mean, my trip was so cheap here. It was like my dad didn't even believe it. He's like, you walk no Hawaii, girl. Like, you're not flying. But he does that all the time, and I think he really knew that I needed to see my family, that I needed to be on a beach with son. And so I just, you know, this might be just a short little clip today, but I hope that whoever needs to hear this hears it you know, worldwide that God will provide all your needs and it might not be in the way that you think it's going to be, but he will. And it will be right on time. And all you have to do is let your request be known and and not worry because he has you. So I just pray that anyone that's listening to this today, be encouraged, feel empowered. If you need, you know, an extra, you know, kick in the hiney, you know, with a fun quote or, or, um, a little snippet of a book i'm reading cuz i share a lot of you know what i'm reading and what i'm learning on my, on my instagram feel free to follow or just look at brief hello b r i e f a l o u g h but know that god has you that he has plans for you and even in the darkest storm he's with you he's walking with you and he he desires to have a beautiful and strong and a romantic relationship with you he wants to woo you he wants to sweep you off your feet so i just pray that all the negativity that's around you just just disappear that you can clear your mind and your mindset and that you have purpose and you have life and that you have love and that you have community and that again you'd be anxious for nothing so i will talk to you all soon be well again asprey123 ask VRIE123 at gmail.com. Talk to you all soon. Bye.